Pam. Yes. Pick a number between one and four. Three. Three. So you got to do a scratch off. Okay. Now, do it, talk it out, but don't tell us if you won just yet. Pause for a little bit. Oh, okay. It's bingo. You won? No, See, not yet. I got to go through So you know these. if you win, we keep the card. You just get to scratch it off. Oh, okay. I got that special touch, but that's all right. As long as you buy me something with my wings. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that's the deal. Pam, you showed Keith the picture. Uh, Pam's getting a portrait. She had a great photo session here at the Camera Social Studio. Yes. Right off the, right off the Dallas uh, Parkway. Pam, during your session, you got a portrait. Uh, I guess you could call it that, right? A painting kind mm -hmm. of of yourself, and you're looking to sell them. Yeah. I gave my price of what I would pay for this painting. <laughs> the world and all the listeners are waiting to hear what KP would pay. Okay. Well, okay. see, my experience was different. I was here, so I know what really went into it. I saw yes. the hard work that went into it. I saw the whole glam squad and everything. And so for me, knowing that it's going to increase in value because you're about to be a big star, you know, taking acting classes and oh, everything. Yeah. So, you <laughs> you're <know>. so cute. <laughs> so I see the value being about mm, 9,800. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, damn, so that's damn. like short of what I was gonna charge, so that's pretty perfect. Yeah. <laughs> What was his cornball response? Shit. It was a week. I, I said I'm going to support my friend, so I would pay $20 for a painting of Pam. Better add some zeros to that. <laughs> Do you not know what this is? And I mean, this is this was a lot of stretching. Like, Man, but like I said, I know she's, like I said, I know she's taking acting classes, and I look at the potential, the value of what How long did it take to get that perfect picture? Like, how many how many shots? At least 100. Was that your idea, that, that pose? This was my idea, yes. All right. Jennifer is very talented. She is. That She's very really talented. She, she helped me position myself. So. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. So yeah. I want to start reading the Atlas now because of that. Wasn't that? <laughs> oh, it's the human body. Oh, the human body. Yeah. yeah. So. so, Pam, thanks for joining us today on the MedVets. Thank you. Pamela Jackson, a.k.a. Miss Jackson. They call me legs. Legs. Yeah. Nice legs. Breast cancer. Cancer, healthcare, wellness, cosmetic procedures. Mm -hmm. KP, have you ever considered cosmetic surgery? I have. <laughs> Are you serious? For what? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. What? <laughs> I didn't expect that. He was, yeah. He was judging me already. Like, I didn't expect. Did you expect that, Pam? <laughs> what? I did not expect that. All right. So. No, I've actually cosmetic is something that I have really bad sinuses, and so mm -hmm. I would do anything. I had a bump on my nose. Yeah. I just, you know, had that taken care of, so. I know. can relate. I guess you can say I got braces, so that's type of cosmetic. I do got a big, fairly big nose. I'm not unhappy about it, but I guess it could be a little smaller, right? But no, I never really wanted cosmetic surgery. If you did have a, a nose, whose nose would you try to look like? Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> no. boy! Honestly, I, I don't, I like my nose, so I would, I would stick with this. No, I mean. I mean, I can think of a couple other things, but I mean. No, I, I wouldn't do anything. I'm I'm happy with who I am. So, not, and but I I did change my teeth. I would probably actually tighten up my jawline. And actually, since they're doing it nowadays, some plugins for my beard so my shit could connect and really grow in full. That'd be a good cosmetic surgery. Maybe change the color of my eyes if that was like. Oh, oh my gosh, I totally do that. You know, what else? I mean, shit. Oh, I get a little taller. Didn't you get your stuff tattooed? What? Your oh yeah, I got my eyeliner tattooed. Yeah. And my eyebrows and yeah. my lips. Pam, 
Thank you, KP, for bringing us into that segue. Pam, go ahead. What, what, tell us what you have done and what was the most painful and what was the most costly? I would say the most painful were my lips to get them tattooed. Even out of like, I've had breast augmentation and lipo and the lips were the most painful. And what did you get done to your lips? They just tattooed some color into there. So that's not the real color? This is lipsticks on, on top of it, but when I wake up, it's, I have color. Wow. Like a she, pink looks, color. she wakes up like that. So yeah. <laughs> what else? So you had your lips? My breast, my eyeliner, top and bottom, and then my eyebrows. Okay, okay. I'm not very good with makeup, so these changes help me. Once now, let's say you got your breast done. How long ago, and how long was the procedure and the recovery? What uh, and then tell like just give us the whole story. You know, like when you decided the decision making process, identifying the physician to do it, the surgeon. Okay. How did that go? I never really thought about it until I started working at Hooters. And I I chose a doctor by looking at ratings. So I think ratings are very important. Did you know anyone else that went to him prior to you going? I did not. Wow. No. Where'd you get it done? Dallas? San Antonio. Okay. I used to live there. And then once you get them done, you're supposed to be on bed rest for like a week, sometimes longer. But I was, I deal with pain very easy. And I was working like as a cocktail waitress as well on the side. And I couldn't wait to show them off. So I was, at work the very next day. <laughs> really? Showing them all. Wow. <laughs> did you recover well? Yeah, I did. Do you have to do like follow-up care? Yeah, they do um, like, I actually don't remember what it was. Like I think like after a month or so, you, they check. And then every year you, you're supposed to go. So. so then, so I know very little about breast augmentation. Mm-hmm. And you know, people hear about different things, good, bad, or indifferent. I know they have saline, silicone. Is there another one? Do you know them? They have something called gummy bears, but I think that's just the silicone. silicone. Yeah, okay. like a different. You don't mind me asking which one did you go with and why? I went with silicone because supposedly when women bend over, like with the saline, you get like the crinkles. And I don't a want dimple. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't want that look. And at the time, silicone had a bad rep for cancer. Mm-hmm. But when I got them done, my doctor assured me that they had done a 10-year study on it, and women were just getting cancer anyway. So it wasn't necessarily the silicone. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I was thinking it's the obvious. No, not the obvious. Thinking that it's the uh, reverse, that people were getting breast implants mm-hmm. to avoid or reduce their chances of getting breast cancer. Thought, yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. No, I, and I don't know. Yeah. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I think yeah. Marcus had mentioned something to me that, you know, women, and that's why we wanted to do this segment because yeah. we're talking with different people that, um, you know, are have dealing with or dealt with breast cancer. Right. And we were thinking, like, you know, why would people get breast implants? You know, of course, you know, for the look. Yeah. But it also to ward <clears> off. <throat> evil spirits, meaning if I get it done, can I avoid my chance of getting cancer? But um, yeah, neither one of us are medical experts. In the military, normally insurances will not pay to get your breast done, but you know you have free health care while you're in the military. Yeah. So when I was in, there was this female, and she was super, like, extremely flat-chested. Her reasoning for making the military pay for it was that it was causing her, like, mental anxiety, mm-hmm. and she didn't feel very feminine. She felt too manly and she was being mistreated and she was dealing with depression and mental anxiety and they paid they paid for her to get her breast done that's nice 
They probably pay for <laughs> surgery, but she probably had to pay for actual implants. Pro- all right, maybe, maybe. But that, I mean, did insurance cover yours, Pam? I have VA benefits, but they will. I don't have insurance outside of that. All right, so let's say if if insurance covered cosmetic procedures, mm-hmm. do you think you would do more or less? Like, would you get your breast redone? Would you get the whole uh, Brazilian? Like, would you do more? I think I would, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of addicting. Yeah. But I always go to um, trusted surgeons that will not allow myself or anybody else to be looking crazy. So who was your surgeon, if you don't mind? You don't, you, you don't have to name drop, but who was your surgeon? Tell us about that process, right? Like how many days from the time you met up initially mm-hmm. throughout the procedure? We know you're at work the next day, but how did that go, the, like the surgery itself? First, I had to go in for a consultation. His name was Dr. Decker. He examined my real breasts, and then we talked about what size I want to go. And of course, I want to go bigger than what I was given, even though I was the one paying for it. He just was like, this isn't realistic. He said I have athletic body, so even if I went bigger, I didn't have enough fat up here to cover it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he talked me down like a smaller CC. They're, they're, um, they go by CCs or whatever. So then we picked a size, and then we scheduled a date. He's constantly busy, so he was like a month out for scheduling. Then I went in. How long was it? How long did it take? I want to say a couple of hours. And they didn't say anything like whether it would heighten your chances of breast cancer, lower it, they, like none of that. None of that. And I can you, can you still get breast cancer? Like do you still have to do the mammograms to get checkup? I'm due for one. mammograms too? Yeah, it's mammograms. They, you do your yearly check and they fill around for you. We're supposed to naturally like do our checks, but, but I'm, I'm very guilty of not doing those. Yeah, and that's, you know, one of the things is we want to bring awareness to that. Yeah. And just kind of have those conversations so that way people can know what to examine. Um, I think we're going to have a um, plastic surgeon on. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be good to kind of have a plastic surgeon and also a, uh, I think OB-GYNs, don't they check for it also? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. What other doctors do you think check for it? Like a regular uh, PCP? Uh, that's a good yeah. I don't know, yeah. Like a gynecologist? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, that's why, that's yeah. why we're here. We, we want to delay people to know, like, look, these are the people that you can go to to yeah. check, you know, whether it's a plastic surgeon. I think a friend of mine had um, breast um, augmentation surgery, and she went for a consult, and I think her first consult, the doctor told her to go get an x-ray done to see if she had any risk of breast cancer. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So That's some interesting. Of them yeah. Are proactive in that regard, and some of them, depending on how they practice, they may not recommend it. Right. So. so, how often are you supposed to check? They recommend once a month. I'm pretty sure. Like you just fill around for lumps and stuff. But even so, it's like, what kind of lump are you filling for? Because mm-hmm. even when you fill around, there's natural lumps. So it's, it's, what I mean, as a woman, you would know your body. You wouldn't yeah. know if there's any kind of abnormalities or anything else like that. So, right. Yeah. I'm sure you'd be able to feel something internally if something was wrong. I would <laughs> hope. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking so, like, soft-spoken? <laughs> Keith's like, he's like, as a woman, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. But these, these are my second set in 2007, and then they recommend 
10 years, mm -hmm. you get them done every 10 years. It's just a recommendation because they start to inflate. They don't look as great. And mine were doing that. So you did so, your own research, and now did the doctor tell you 10 years, or did Google MD say 10 years? Uh, the doctor told me. Really? For maintenance and stuff. So I went to Miami to Dr. Gibstein, and what was crazy, my left side was leaking. So I went in there at the perfect time. Wait, what do you mean leaking? The silicone bag was leaking. And I was freaked out, of course, when he told me. And he was like, but no worries. Like, there's no signs of cancer. But he showed me where there was dark blood. And he's wow. like, we just scraped it and then put some new ones in. So you went on perfect timing. Yeah. And did no one told you that this is a possibility, even when you got it done? Leaking was definitely a possibility. In fact, they did say saline is more commonly. So did you get a new type when you went for your uh, second, second procedure? Type? Yeah. I just got bigger CCs. But the same The product. same type. Mm -hmm. What now, what, what's the variations in products? Like, you don't know, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. What do you mean variation in product? Between well, silicone and saline? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying like, you I could go, you could, types. yeah, you go get a car tire, right? You get yeah. like run flats, you get different, Tires with studs, snow tires, you know, so. Oh, oh you're asking what's the wear and tear? <laughs> no, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm more so asking, like, you, you know, you got something implanted into your body. Right. So they told you there's a 10-year expiration date. Yeah. So basically in 10 years, if you don't get this reconstructive surgery again, mm -hmm. your life's at risk, technically. Yeah, maybe for the leaking and then they're just not gonna hold up with the volume like they initially were. So it's almost like you have to continue going back. Yeah. I would say they do recommend every year to definitely do a checkup with your surgeon. So Dolly so. Parton probably has hers done like six times. Who? Dolly Parton. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I have no clue who that is. Dolly Parton? Wow. What? Dolly Parton. <laughs> These young folks. Yeah, millennials. <laughs> Dolly Parton? Yeah. yeah. How do you know her? Gen X. I'm familiar with my current events. <laughs> Alright, so she's a singer, so yeah. what song does she sing, KP? If I get it right, what do I get? What do you get? What do I get? You get Pam Scratch off. I'll, I'll, I'll print you one pictures to put in the studio. <laughs> she sings 9 to 5. Yeah, she does. Exactly. Sing what? Not that song, Work, 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what song did she write for Whitney Houston? You're asking the wrong guy. I didn't even know who this woman was. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy, sir. Oh, really? How'd you know how to do all this stuff? You just figured it out? Yeah. <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> what? Do you know about breast cancer and breast cancer awareness month? My aunt did have it, so I'm more concerned, I guess. And when I worked at Hooters, it was a big deal, too. Okay. I just know about those runs that they do. A lot of people participate for charity. And I know there's a lot of people like in NFL and stuff like that. But a lot of people care about this awareness month because it affects them personally with their family members. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I, I know that's one of the, the main cancers people talk about is breast cancer. Even I know in October, they're celebrating all cancers, you know, that month. But breast cancer is the one that's bringing awareness to all the other. And see, that's new to me. I, I yeah. thought October was strictly for the breast disease. Oh, me too. Is it is it November that's for... I think November is the one dedicated. November is for the veterans, Pam. Oh, we know that, right? <laughs> we know that. So, Pam, you're in the military too, right? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about it. I didn't want to join. My family is a military family. My dad was Army Infantry. My two brothers that are older than me joined the Air Force before me. I was scared to join, but my dad was a jerk. And he's like, the day you graduate, you have no place to live. You have no vehicle. You have nothing. So I don't know what you're going to do, but you're out this house. Like graduated high school? Yeah. Wow. So I ran away after high school. I went on a senior trip after he slapped me in my face, of course because I was upset by what he was saying to me. But I'm thankful in the end because when I had fun on the senior trip, I came back and I was like, man, I really don't even know what to do with my life with no house, no car. So I went behind his back and joined. No, the military has its benefits. You know, yeah, it does. It was a, the best decision. I, I'm, I'm very thankful he did that, even though I was angry at the time. Mm -hmm. but it, it's paid for my bachelor's degree. While I was in, it, it helped me with finances. I feel like even though they don't pay you that well, the, all the perks make yeah, up for it. I agree. Yeah. They're like, especially if you're single, the chow hall, the free food. Right. All that stuff, I think, you know, living on base, not paying rent. It's definitely an experience I think everyone should experience. You I know totally what I mean? agree. Like, even if yeah. for two years. Right. I wish they had that two-year program when I was going in, because I would have definitely did two years. Uh, me too. Yeah, he's going to do that in two years. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in the military. I, I'm not knocking anything, but you got to become a chef or something, you know what I mean? Or like one of those quick jobs where the uh, tech school training is not that long. You could yeah. do a two-year tour, you know what I mean? Right. I think it's good for anyone to do it because then you learn to respect your country and the sacrifices. How was basic training? How was that experience? Like oh, Horrible. <laughs> Even though they say it's the easiest. I, I thought I could, I thought it'd be cake by the way I was raised with my dad being infantry because he ran us around like an infantry mm. person. The thing about but, basic training is not hard. Mm -hmm. It's being young and then being homesick. He didn't even get like junk mail. They're like, no know. one sent you any? Man. Junk mail, yeah, okay. No, it, and I, I, I disagree with that. It's not about being homesick and it's not about being young. Man, I'm gonna tell you, being in the military, I, I literally met some of the- Basic training, I said. All right, basic training. Being in the basic training, I realized that there are extremely stupid people around the oh world. And it's, the, and it's those people that make your time at basic more difficult yeah. because now you're not only to have to relate to where they come from, but why they view the world this way and think that dumb shit that they're doing is okay. You know what I mean? So it's like basic training was the first time you kind of stepped out of that zone and you're just dealing with people from all over. It's it's almost the equivalent, I think, like to jail. To jail? Yeah, it kind of is. You're kind of stuck. Unless I don't know. I mean, I'm just Unless saying, you say you're right? pregnant or you're got bulimia. I mean, you don't know what's about to come. <laughs> right. It's not that bad. I had it bad because I, I was happy for whatever reason. And my brothers didn't prepare me and I smiled coming off the bus. And I was in trouble right away. <laughs> what was your job? Did you have like a, a job in your uh, flight? You know, they had like people that cleaned the bathrooms, oh, people yeah. that 
Nice. One was, we all took turns, but one was laundry and one was like guard duty. Mm-hmm. Being in the military, real quick, as a woman in the military, so yes. how was that? Like, I think I, I had it easy. I think a lot of men helped me out, <laughs> honestly. Was it because of just being a woman? Yeah, because they're like, what, one woman to every three men? Well, I had it easy when it came to men, but I was always in trouble with the women. With my hair. Like, I had long hair, and I was always in trouble because it touched the collar. They were just mean. All right, well, back to the breast. KP's getting sleepy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I want to make sure that we retain the focus. And Well, yeah, the podcast is called The Med Vets. In November, we can come back and talk about women in the military. Mm. All right. You see, yeah, like, see, KB's like a grandpa, right? It, wasn't that a grandpa move, Pam, right? Huh? Hmm? No, that, but that's that Gen X, and what do you, after this, you know, are, are, you, are you thinking that uh, you're going to go get your breasts checked out? When's your next, I guess, 2017, you just got them redone. Mm-hmm. So 2027, probably going to go get checked. Like, what's your next plan, you know? Uh, it's crazy because I actually leave Sunday to Miami for one day. Because the doctor, um, Gibson, I just trust him in general and say he's going to do my filler and my lips. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to notice, like, at 38, like, my, my face is just getting more dense. That's, like, less collagen. Mm-hmm. And I trust him to not, like, overfill my face with these fillers, like some of these women. Wow, so. wait, you're 38 years old? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 38. No, seriously, I thought you were kind of, I thought you were 29 years old. Wow. So you got to go all the way to Miami just because you trust this one doctor. Yes. There's not a doctor in Dallas that could do this for you. I just really, really trust this guy. Um, yeah. So yeah. how do you get connected with him? Was it through social media or others? It was a referral through Care Me. I was glad to because when I had that leakage, it was over the Christmas holidays. And mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, he was there to make sure everything was fine instead of being with his family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. And there were other patients, too. So he mm-hmm. was actually working that day. There were, like, someone came in for their nose checkup and stuff. I heard men can get breast cancer, too. But I wonder, like, what kind... I would like to be taught on this. I hope that, you know, throughout the time we're doing these segments, that we get we need to get a doctor on the show that's going to talk about how men can check themselves. And in the instance, if a man is diagnosed with breast cancer, what, like, what's, what can be the possible outcomes? Yeah. That's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, I feel like people should be more educated, like especially in high school. I, I know they taught us for like a brief minute or so, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was really pushed. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Who in your family had breast cancer? My aunt. And she was like, make sure all your friends go get a mammogram. But I'm not educated on that, and I've yet to Google, but I'd heard that mammograms can cause cancer, so... Yeah. At that point, when you realized your aunt had breast cancer, like what what was your perception on breast cancer? Did you know? Did you take it seriously? Did you really care compared uh, to then to what you know about it now? I felt bad for her and stuff, and and tried to be there for her. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't overcome it and stuff. But to be honest, I didn't rush to go get the mammogram yeah, because yeah. of what I'd heard. Did you think that it's something that can't happen to you? Is that kind of like? Uh, did you feel like that at all? I hate that I do think that way because yeah. I am healthy, but I know it's bad things happen to yeah. healthy people. Yeah. But she was like, this does run in our family, so you really need to be concerned. And we're going to get a doctor <laughs> on here so yeah. they can answer those questions. Thank you for coming on, Pam. 
Really appreciate you just sharing your stories. KP's over here trying to do a scratch off. But nowadays, probably not as much as they used to, but maybe back in the day, like, you know, getting your breasts done was kind of like a shameful thing. But now it's like, it's kind of, it's being comfortable with who you are. I'm not sure if it is to, if, if it will reduce your chances of breast cancer, but if it does, then I can also understand in that aspect too, right? So right. I think it's definitely way more accepted today. Cosmetic procedures in general are way more accepted today than they have been ever before. And I think that yeah. trend's gonna continue to grow. And there's not a lot of women that speak up to what, and men at that, there's not a lot of men or women that speak up to what they have done in their procedures. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because to me, in my opinion, you know, you wake up in the mirror, we all see ourselves and we all see ourselves how we want to be. So if you could wake up and be your best self every day, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Right. You know, I'm pretty sure if KP could wake up and put a Marcus mask on, <laughs> his days would be a whole lot better. <laughs> why, I need a Marcus why, mask. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why? Lord, why? why? <laughs>